and welcome to another episode of The Science Patrol. Join us as we discuss the adventures of A.G. Subarai's Warriors of Light and their unending fight against the forces of darkness and relentless monster armies. And now, the hosts of The Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Alright, so here we go. Everybody, welcome once again to The Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. My name is Rich Conroy, I'm your host, and with me as always is the lovely and talented Mr. Patrick Rooney. Hey everybody, how are you? Happy belated fart. Did you just fart? No, I did not. What the heck was that? I don't know. That's funny. It's just in the movie. But yes, happy belated Father's happy Day. Happy belated Father's Day. Out there. It um, is obviously the day after yeah. Father's Day for us. Yeah, um, when are you maybe three weeks after Father's Day for you guys, something, something like that. Um, but we're getting close. We're getting. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting. This case is going to be like, delightful pressure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've got two episodes uh, to deal with as usual today of the 2015 series Ultraman X. That is, we are Nebula, and uh, the monster won't move. Yes. Two yes. sort of low key episodes. Um, but not low-key in the enjoyment factor. No, they were very enjoyable. Yeah. The first one, the We Are Nebula one, is just ridiculously fun. Yeah, it's it's it's, really it's, an, it's a stand, and, and they're both really really enjoyable. And uh, I think I think if you want to get somebody into Ultraman, this may not be the two shows to watch. Two shows to watch because they're goofy, super goofy. Um, but. If you've been watching for a while and you are uh, enjoying what Tokusatsu is, and you go, "Oh, they're they're still playing in the same sandbox, but they're doing something very different with it." Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. All right, so we're gonna uh, talk about uh, we are Seun, which is we are Nebula, this ninth episode of Ultraman X. Give the date, of course. Uh, 915 of 2015. Okay, fair enough. Um, written by Takao Nakano and Yuchi Abe was the director. Um, and uh, let me tell you something. I think that is the monster jackpot, ladies and oh, gentlemen. Yeah. This is holy. There were nine butts. monsters on this one. It is crazy. crazy. I mean, nine? you got to feel. No, wait, hold on. Eight. Four on one side, three on three the other, other, seven, and, and then one the, is eight. Yeah, okay. Yeah, unless you count Dr. Goromon, which we can, which will make it nine. Dang, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, the synopsis, real briefly, is Wataru's brother, Isamu, um, wants to play rugby, but he. he Lost the like game freaks out. Yeah, he team. lost an edge and then lost the game for his team. And the team is really PO because it's a qualifying match and he quits the team outright. Right. He They're not mad at him, but he said, I'm not good enough. I'm just going to quit. Yeah. I'm going to go. And you sit there going, that, that's not. I mean, it can work that way, but yeah. it's not really often how it works. Usually the team kicks you off. Yeah. But whatever. But he, he does the very Japanese self sacrifice. Right, right. right. And then okay, uh, he. he he loses, or he moves out rather. So, um, much to Watari's surprise, he quits his career as a rugby player. Right. So he starts walking around and comes across a house with a rental, um, and it's like. Uh, and it says for the Nebula apartment. Yeah, Nebula house. Nebula. It's like a frat house. I thought. Yeah, yeah. And that, I mean, that's exactly what I saw. And then, and they, they put it in a different color. The Nebula House. Yeah. And you're sitting there going, that must mean it's like a frat house. It's got to be something. Something right. like that. So they go in and he meets um, 
three residents, uh, Nackley, who's an office worker, who is as fey as the day is long. Oh my god. Like, over-the-top fey. Yeah, basically. Um, it's basically a guy who wears uh, earrings Feathers. and a Japanese lady house coat and uh, he curtsies and whatnot. Um, then there is uh, convenience store worker Ikari and Halki, who is a craftsman. At night, while they're having dinner, someone falls asleep and the three residents finally reveal their true forms as aliens. They are aliens, Valky, Icarus, and Knackle, respectively. Right, the names are close enough where you can right. say, okay, if they're going to turn, these are who they're going to mm -hmm. be. And even Rich was like, okay, you can see that, right? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's Knackle and yeah. it's Icarus. And now, yeah, now they're tired from having to... Uh, Disguise themselves as humans. As humans, pretty much all day. Yeah, but they're pretty psyched that they've got a. a they seem to have a nice human as a housemate. Right, and then one of them, and I'm not sure which one, points out this guy in his high school yearbook, which to me, I'm sitting. No, it was a fan magazine. That that magazine they looked at. Yeah, yeah. that's a fan magazine. That's like a one of those, rugby fan magazine. Have you been to Japan? No. no, but are you familiar with Japan? No. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of that kind of stuff. It's like teen idols for sports and teen okay. idols. For the, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, I can guarantee you that there must be an actual rugby magazine. If they're not, it is a parody of other other sport things magazines. that are very there. Japanese. Okay, yeah, I got you. It's gonna have okay. pictures. They're gonna be dreamy, and there's gonna be stats uh, with blood types, uh, and because uh, that's very important, what blood type you are in Japan. I don't see how that's. Important. I don't know why. It just is. Okay. You, it's right, I know what your blood type is. Yeah, if you okay. play if a lot of fighting games, you'll notice that in the profiles for the fighters, it'll be like, studied Shaolin Kung Fu, um, born blah, 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 blood type A positive. Okay. And you're like, okay. <laughs> sure, Fair I enough. never noticed it, but okay. I guess after you get a, a strict enough beating, you have to know where you're going to get more blood. So, uh, back at uh, Zio now headquarters. Here's the stupid American question. Yeah, yeah. Do you know your blood type? I think I'm O. I'm pretty sure I'm positive or negative. Pretty positive. No, I don't. I'm uh, no, you know. But hey, we paid a buck for the bell. We gotta get, <laughs> Big thing. gotta get our dollar out of it. But uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm 99 sure I'm O positive. Okay, I think that's the most. Common. The wife is O negative. Oh, that's not good. Well, it's very good for her. She's a universal donor. Right. Not so hot if she gets in a horrific Zeppelin accident. accident. Yeah, then she's Don't not. Don't speak car accident. What I'm saying, <laughs> should she be the dirigible that happens to fall to Earth? That, you know, that, what, what are the odds? The odds, exactly. Okay, and then two enough. weeks later, she'll be like, I bought us dirigible tickets. No! <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry, honey, can't do that. No, no, no. None of that. We will not Fair be doing that. Um, so... Uh, Chiaki at headquarters picks up a recording from uh, a security camera at a warehouse. Um, it looks like one of those self-storage places. Yes. It looks like uh, Alien uh, Barabu, Cameraman, Dada, and Alien Zeton are living in a storage unit. Yes. And they have yes. formed the Dark Star Cluster, uh, an intergalactic crime network. This does not seem to be the most apt, and I say apt as the opposite of inept, yes. crime <laughs> They just kind of walk around going, yep, we're bad guys. You yep. can't tell, but we're bad guys. That's right. Okay. <laughs> it may be that you have to have ridiculous looking outfits. Maybe. That's Maybe. a good point. So, the next day, Assam was remembered uh, the day when he became a rugby player, uh, looking up to his brother. The three aliens finally recognize him, and they ask him why he gave up his career. Uh, they accept him as a friend after he discovers that they are 
they're teenagers. They find a wallet out on the street, and the three of them run down there. And there's like two months worth of rent in it. Right, and they give it to and the they cops. give it to a passing bike cop. Told you, bike cops are a thing. Yeah, <laughs> which is just weird. Well, you figure all these little. Little streets are rickety and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, bike cops are, and so many people ride bikes in Japan. It, it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. There's not really a lot of room for cars. Yeah. I guess that's why all those cars are tiny. True, true. true. Have you seen like there are delivery vans that are smaller than my car? Okay. In Japan, they they stack up. They're vertical. Uh, yeah, they're very vertical. So um, now while they're having a snack, a meteor crashes into their house, which turns out to be Halki's pet Jolly. Uh, who is yeah, a shark whale? Yeah, which okay, I've heard of the whale shark. Yeah, well, this so one's smaller and blue. <laughs> yeah, they had to make it something alien, so it's a shark, shark whale. whale. Of course. Okay, fine. Um, now the meter impact uh, makes them appear like uh, on the run from Zio. And they show up, point weapons at them, and they're like, "No, no, no, no! He, these are my yeah. friends. I live with them." Right, right, right. And they were like, "What the what now?" You live with who now? Okay. And what was great is they all left with something important to them. The Icarus comes with a house plant. Uh, yes. Halki comes with the shark whale. Shark whale. And the knackle comes with two feather boas. Yes, because those are very important when you're that fat. Oh my very god, it was great. So <laughs> then the uh, Dark Star Cluster appears. Right. And they want this whale, sh- the shark whale. Sorry. Yeah, because it can be a, once it grows up, it can be a very effective and, weapon. Right, and can be sold on the black market for right. a ridiculous amount of money. Right, for some reason. Okay. So they're like, no, we weren't going to give it up. And they're like, fine. What kind of challenge do you want? Fisticuffs? Do you want Laser ray swords, guns? Yeah, whatever. And they come up with <laughs> rugby. rugby as the challenge. And we're both basically going, flooring everybody involved. Yeah, exactly. We both sat there and go. Okay, we're gonna bet on a rugby game now for a shark whale, and we've got you got to play it in the suits. Yeah. Okay. Uh. So they do. They decide to have their rugby game now. Of course, Knackle and everybody reveal to uh, Isamu that they um, don't know how to play yeah, rugby. No idea. No idea how to play uh, rugby at all. So he has to teach them. Now they cut the training montage out of it, which which they dumped it at the end during the right. credits a little during bit. During the credits, they kind of show which is a little training. upsetting yes. because it would just been seeing what I saw. I wanted to see the training montage. Yes, yes, it would have been much, much more fun. Yeah, just to see the training montage. I Even think they, they overplotted this episode. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah, they could have made it a two-parter, but are you going to waste a two-parter on a giant monster rugby match? Some would say yes. Some would say, "What do you mean waste?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> you don't know. But then they actually play rugby, and then they yeah. show the bad guys. The, oh, they're all using their, they're their using powers. powers. They change into different characters. Yeah. They go super speed. And at halftime, they're up 51, 51 nothing. To nothing. And <laughs> not knowing how they score rugby, no real clue. I think it's five points a goal. Right, and then two and points then if you one get... One or two. I don't know if it's a one or two point I'm conversion. not really sure. I think yeah. it's one if you get it. I don't know. Okay, don't we're, know. look, we didn't look that up, but we'll be honest with you. We're, yeah. we're, we don't know how they score rugby. We're basing this on a giant monster rugby match, okay? Exactly. Um, up 51 to nothing can't be good is our thought. Right, right. Um, now, they win. They turn it around because Osamu gets furious that the, his friends are being, his new friends are Beat. being treated badly. Right. And 
has this like moment like of rage where the fire erupts behind him. Shoots fire. He's got fire behind him. It's of course just a metaphor for like I'm so furious. We're gonna do this. And but I we both sat there going, that's kind of cool. That was a great effect. Showing how angry this guy is getting. If you've ever seen the movie Shaolin Soccer, don't think I've seen that. It's great. Um, This is. A very nice monster representation of Shaolin soccer. Okay. Um, like crazy attacks where um, the guy kicks the ball and it like, shoots fire and knocks the <laughs> like shoots Icarus into the stands and all sorts of wacky <laughs> stuff like that. It's it's super enjoyable. Okay. So they get beat. Uh, Isumu uh, Isamu rather score decides. Yeah, fifty-two points. Fifty-two points in a half. Which okay, again we're sitting there going. Okay, I guess now the the bad guys aren't using their powers because a regular human wouldn't be able to right. beat these guys if they did use right. their powers. Right. Mm. Yeah. So um, the um, you know they, they they pull it off. Uh, Isamu decides he wants to shake hands. He goes, "Hey, there's no size after everybody's won," and the monsters are like, "You bet, you think," and they right grow to giant tries. size and uh, start. Start, let's let's do some Just mayhem stuff up. So uh, Daichi says, "Well, okay, I guess I got to do the Ultraman X thing." Right. Um, becomes giant size and proceeds to uh, beat the living snot out of the four monsters. Yeah, using the uh, uh, Gamora armor and then the uh, oscillation wave. Right. Which we've never seen this oscillation. <laughs> yeah, sure we have. He uses it every time he uses the Gamora armor. Okay. Okay. Fair. And then he. <laughs> literally shoots the guys in his face. Right, all four of them into outer space, and you're sitting there, oh, God. It was no. beautiful. It was, it was a good, good laugh. I mean, that's basically what this episode is. It was a laugh. It is a fun, laughy episode. Yeah. I forgot to mention the referee, who's this giant weeble with a giant eye where a stomach should be. Right, and then a giant whistle in his big, in fangy his big mouth. fangy mouth. Which I'm trying to figure out. You were laughing the, every single time you saw it. I don't know who that... Oh, he is an alien Akumania. Okay. There Does you that go. just mean alien referee? I don't know. That's a good thing. That one we can look at really quick. Um... Akamania reintroduced and only reintroduced, huh? Weird. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. it wasn't really important to the plot at all. He's just the referee. Yeah. Yeah. And why they had to use a monster referee? Okay, it's a monster rugby game. Well, of course. But why not? Who else can judge monster rugby? <laughs> God also, a big eye. Right. He could see he everything could going see on. Well, he's know? only got the one eye, so he can't tell if you're hitting him because he's he, not depth perception not very depth well. Perception. <laughs> exactly. Um. But yeah, I, I really like this That's episode. A fun, it was a fun, fun Goofy episode. as hell. Exactly. Like I said, it's not the thing you want to get somebody who hasn't seen Ultraman at all. Right. Because they're not going to watch anything more than that. They're going to say, this is This stupid. is the dumbest thing I've ever right. seen. Or, or if you get someone that's... At they'll least, watch that and go, oh, this is great. It's a comedy show. And then they'll watch a serious episode and be like, what? How come it's this nuts comedy Yeah, why is it not goofy anymore? Yeah. yeah. All right. So here's our list of monsters that were in... The episodes. We're not doing a full monster minute. I will do one on the coach because, or the the referee because he is a monster we have not seen before. Okay, fair. Everybody enough. else we've seen. Right, right, right. We've got Alien Valky Halky, Knackle Knackley, Icarus Ickery. Those like are the Nicholas three roommates. Nickleby. Right, right. Those are the three roommates. Right. Then there's uh, Babaru. I'm not going to do the bongos. Um, Alien Zeton, <laughs> Dada, and Kimerman. Right. And uh, then we have the Alien Akumania referee. So let's see what his... 
his um, monster minute looks like. He is uh, a demon-like alien from the planet Aquamania that appears in the TV series Ultraman Leo, episode 33 first. Okay. Uh, he goes between 2 meters and 50. He can You're weigh so 100 true. kilograms and 15,000 tons. Still okay. fairly lightweight. His roar. Yeah, I didn't use that. They didn't use that in this episode. No. There was a lot of going on there. Yeah. Alright, you can stop, man. <laughs> uh, he is one of the most bizarre aliens ever to come to Earth. And like many during Leo's time as Guardian of Earth, he came to Earth with dreams of conquest. Or just sheer love of destruction on his mind. Um, as for the, the uh, Ultraman... X version. Uh, he appears in the middle of episode nine as a referee to a rugby match participated by Isumu or Isamu. I keep saying that wrong. And Nebula House residents against the Dark Star Cluster Gang. Um, he did not call them out for cheating and literally looked out the other way. Yeah. When the Dark Star Cluster Gang used their special abilities. Trivia: As this Aquamania is a referee, it is possible the reason he didn't start. He didn't stop the Dark Star Cluster from cheating as either one. He was bribed by the villains to allow him to cheat. <laughs> oh, no. Um, since seven out of eight players are aliens, it is possible that in the Space Rugby League... All that stuff that they did is, is legal. legal. Okay. So how would he know? Right. That, that's good. There you go. You didn't do anything wrong yet? Yeah. Okay. We, you know, that could very well be. And now the laptop has frozen, so that's great. Um, Super. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to close it and see what happens and see if that won't reboot. And we're going to come right back with The Monster Won't Move. Now we have a laptop back again. Yay! <laughs> We're back, everybody. It's exciting. <laughs> um, and we have episode two today. A monster won't move. The monster move. won't move. Episode 10 of Ultraman X. Uh, let's see here. From, and it doesn't, why well, won't it list? Oh, this because I'm looking at Holinga. I'm not looking at the monster won't move. Ah, look at that. 922 of 2015, written by Sachio Yanai and directed by Suguro Tomita. Uh, is the 10th episode of Ultraman X and features a guest appearance of Mitsato Hara, the actress that played Konami Amaji from Ultraman Mebius. So that's the little girl, I'm guessing? Or is that the mom? No, Mebius was like 10 years prior. <laughs> so it's got to be the mom. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Well, I mean, at, at least they're giving these actors more work. Oh, yeah, sure. I don't know how, you know, I know in the States it works that if you at least get one shot somewhere, you keep your health benefits for a year, but obviously it's not going to work that way. I don't know how that works. Well, in Japan, they all have international, they all have healthcare right away, just be. Oh. Well, Japanese citizens. They have Japanese, uh, oh. not even Japanese citizens. You're in Japan. You have health coverage. Oh, sweet. Period. Okay. No, not like the United States, where no. God forbid where you have health coverage. Nobody has health coverage unless you're, you know, you can afford it. How progressive we are. Yes. Anyway, that is as political as I'm getting right now. Yeah. Because otherwise we will go down a four-hour rabbit hole and both be late for work. Yeah, exactly. We can't do that. So the monster Holinga, Holinga appears at the edge of Sakane Village, but does not show any intention of harming anyone.
<laughs> and they do sell every tchotchke yeah. that they can find. You know what I'm surprised at? They did not have an entire table full of those little vinyl figures. That's true. They didn't like, have like, like, t-shirts no with the, the oh, monster yeah. and they had books with the monster. Sure. Right, they didn't have any vinyl figures. Yeah, that would have been funny. Um, now, however, when Helenga seems to be growing weak, uh, the village's mayor asks Zio to help the monster out. Now, Hana Suda is a little girl, spends her time at the village's prayer shrine, anxiously waiting for her father to return, while looking at an old piece of paper that tells an old folktale. When her friend uh, Chizuru comes to take her home, Hana refuses. So it's not her mom, it's just oh, a that's friend just of the friend. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Shockwave suddenly occurs, and Hana and Chizuru leave the shrine. They see a strange monster at the edge of the village. One month later, at headquarters, Daichi and uh, presents found uh, his information that he has found out. And since its appearance, um, Zio has investigated that he's getting weaker. Right, and they, because the town wants them to help this monster, right. they figure, okay, we'll try to get some sort of serum for the monster. Yeah, and some vitamins or something. Yeah, I, I don't quite, and they didn't quite go into it, as how they know that this serum is going to help the monster as opposed to hurt the monster. Dr. Goromon. That's my... That's <laughs> Fair enough. That's my, that's my guess. That he is the because of radiation of this, yeah, of this, of this, of show. this show. True, true. Um, wow, it suddenly got really hot in it. It did. It's, you got the air going on right I now. I do, yeah. Whew. Okay, so... You know, he seems very docile. He seems to be enriching the soil. But they don't want, of course, the monster to die because it's a huge tourist attraction. Right, right. If you have a tourist attraction, you don't want it to die. Right. Exactly. So um, everybody goes, Daiichi, Asuna, Wataro, Hayatu, Ru, and Mormu are sent to Sakane Village with all the medical supplies provided by Zio's research and development section. Um, the, uh, the mayor, Hana's grandfather, is anxious for Zio's help. So it prepares an ampule full of nutrition for Holinga, and uh, Hana says, no, the monster isn't sick, he can't do it, and of course... They do it anyway. They do it anyway. Um, now, with these nutrients, his roots start growing, it starts tearing stuff up, and uh, they're like, no, nah, it'll be fine, it'll take about two days for the, uh, the for an antidote, antidote to, to work. work, it'll be fine. And uh, they're like, oh, we can last two days. Like, the bridge that the mayor built is destroyed. The right. other thing Everything that the mayor, the mayor built is destroyed. The, the mayor's statue is, is destroyed. destroyed. He's like, all right, we got to stop. And yeah, once it's the mayor's statue, that's when he's like, wait a minute. Now we're doing move something. Move him wrong. over. So they decide they're going to move him, like levitate him out. Yeah, like, and these this was one of those where I'm going, okay, A, how are they going to move the thing? And B... Anything that they do to try to move the thing is probably going to wreck the town because its roots are all over the place. And Pat was right again. Um, <laughs> he gets mad and uh, starts releasing pollen. Everywhere. Everywhere. And everybody just sneezes with hay fever because of the pollen. Right. Now, uh, Daichi found, finds uh, Hana shows him the legend, the paper legend, right, the paper right, right, on the, the scroll. scroll. And then you realize, oh... Holinga came because his father and grandfather before him came to the same village and, and became, became mountains. mountains. And we both sat there going, okay. a monster that becomes mountains. Right. Why not? Yeah. Hey, he makes his own pollen. I'm not going to... Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Um, so she shows him three three mountains and that's like his father, his grandfather, and his great-grandfather. Great 
So uh, now Homing is pretty aggressive at this point. So Daichi unites with Ultraman X, and first he encloses them in like this dome, right? Protective uh, some, dome, some protective shield dome kind of thing, which is a cool effect. I yeah. gotta give it that. And then he unleashes a purifying wave, which gets okay. the stuff out. Now yeah, it gets all the pollen. And shoots the little dart of ampule of whatever kind the, of vitamins. The nutriments. Off the, the off nutriments. The nutriments. The nutriments. <laughs> the vitamins. Yeah. It's vitamins that are minty. Nutriments. And you're sitting there going, and that's what it does? Okay. Yeah. Well, now see, the that's kind of a throwback to Ultraman Cosmos, who was a very... Um, he only fought monsters when it was necessary. He would calm them. And okay. Ultraman Cosmos was very, uh, very much a um, we're trying to live peacefully with these monsters kind of scenario. Okay. The whole series was about okay. how mankind and monsters can, can live, live together. I got you. Um, and okay. Cosmos was very much uh, we're going to pacify this monster, we're going to calm him down, everything's going to be cool. Okay. And then uh, Hokey Smokes, um, he would only fight them if he had to. Right. And of course, every once in a while, he'd have to. Yeah, fight of course, him. of course. Yeah, again, another really awesome episode. I just it was light, but end, it was really this, well. Uh, the monster actually becomes, becomes a, a very small mount, right? And you're sitting there going, okay, why is it not the same size? But it, you got to figure, okay, they didn't let the thing grow as big as it wanted to. That could be. Yeah. It became a small mountain because that's only the size of the monster. Maybe they point. get larger. The mountain gets larger. Are you a mountain scientist? I'm not. No, are, but I, I, I'm, more specifically, are you a monster mountain scientist? <laughs> well, I, you know what? You're right. I, I don't think know. you are. <laughs> we don't know how this works. Um, maybe. Maybe. You got to go with it, I, mean, I guess. It's fine. See, I'm and going people with think the, it was geological. Like, oh, the mountains. Maybe, maybe people think it's fault lines. But it could be growing monster mountains. Okay. Alright. I see it's I was gonna, God, Pat. I was gonna go with they let the other monsters grow to be larger. Could be. And then the monster decided to become a mountain. And this one realized I'd better become a mountain now or yeah, I just people are paying the ass. People are paying in the neck. Yeah. Exactly. That could so that, be. I mean that's just my thought, but you know what? You could be right. That mountain could grow because the monster could grow on the right. mountain. So now we're gonna get to our monster minute for Holinga. Um his subtitle is the immobile monster. Well, he. No, you're right. You know what? He didn't move. Right. You're 100% right. Because they did he try. rooted himself in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Um, now, let me see. Hey, this is his first appearance. Um, and that is his only appearance so far. Yeah, because you He's can see, limited. Yeah, they can't use him to do anything because he can't really move. I mean, even when he fights Ultraman, it's just the. Whatever you want to call them, the, the tendrils, fronds, the whatnot. tentacles, or whatever that slap Ultraman down, right? And that's all he really does chokes him a yeah. little bit with the tentacles, but he can't yeah. do anything, and it's all in self defense, yeah, yeah. 42 meters tall, 103,000 tons. Oh, so that's he- way heavier than anything else, yeah. He's seen. a biggie, okay, because he's got roots all over the place, right? Okay, right, right. fair enough, yeah. So, um, let me see here. He does, however, uh, appear as a cyber card later in the uh, later in the series. No, they showed his cyber card. No, the- we used Gamora's today, I believe. Hold on, I I can back that up. Daiichi's Monster Lab. We look at Holinga as the monster, 
Yeah. With the finger. But then the card is Ultraman Max. That was the Oh, card. that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, it's Ultraman Max. Okay, fair enough. Fair All enough. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me if we saw Ultraman Max again. Yeah, you got to figure they're going to use this Ultraman Max again because they've already used them once. Yeah. They've got the actor, I guess, under contract or whatever, so they'll use him randomly, sparingly throughout the series, which is fair enough. Yeah, everybody likes to see previous Ultraman come back. True, true, fair enough. It's just just more stuff. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? I mean, like you said, this is a fun episode, but they really can't do anything with this whole Linga monster because it doesn't move. No. So it can't really fight very well because Ultraman can just kind of jump out of the way. Yeah. So, all right, fair enough. Yeah, all right. So, our monster minute, I guess, is, is there a okay, roar? That? No, there is no roar. Um, our trivia for the monster minute is what I was going for. Oh, okay. Holinga's suit was modified from uh, Peganera in Ultra 7X, while its flower like mouth feature was taken from Sorachan from Ultraman Mebius. Fine. Sure, you say sure. so. <laughs> in its original planning, Cloudos was supposed to appear in place of Holinga. However, they wanted a new monster, so Super Eye Productions designed another monster based on the fisherman god Ibus, uh, Ebisu in oh, the okay. 1991 horror film Ghost Hunter Hiruka, before adding several plant-like props, and then they renamed it Holinga. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. His name is de- derived from Kaminga, the Sakane village is named for a god that suddenly appears and makes soil richer. Okay. He was a uh, name was greatly debated among the village's residents. Among right, they did say names. there was two different names, and the mayor said, "No, we're going with the one that's closer to the village." Yes, yeah, Sakan say suggested by the mayor and Yamagon. The former is a reference to the Loch Ness monster. Yamagon is a reference to the Loch Ness Monster? Maybe that's what they call the Loch Ness Monster in Japan. I don't know. Okay. Fair enough. I guess. So, uh, yeah, I think that is about that. He's got, of course, tentacles, mountain transformation. At the end of their life cycle, right. they can transform into a literal mountain, and pollen breath. Yes. Yes, we saw all that. Yeah, good stuff. I mean, like you said, it, it, it's a nice, fluffy episode. They don't yeah. really do a lot in this episode, but it's a, a fun little episode. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with it. Indeed. Um, so. And then we uh, we watched... And I, gotta, oh, I want to make sure I get the, the this, right... This band... I, what's the name of the band again? Hold on, I'm going to find out. I'm going to pull YouTube back up because I can't remember. The band is called Mayday. Okay. Uh, the song is called Life of Planet. I'm going to put this link in. If you're an Ultraman fan, you've probably watched this. But it's called Life of Planet. And uh, it's a it's an over-the-top power ballad sort of. Oh, my God. It's by the boy the band equivalent of Japanese Journey? Or no, uh, they're not Japanese. They're Korean. Oh, are they Korean? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. So the Super Aya Productions... Uh, went all out and filmed new scenes of Ultraman Neos fighting alien Bolton. Right, right. And boy, howdy was their money spent on it. was a, and I don't know that Subaraya put up the money, or if the band, and obviously we've never heard of this band because we're not, not Korean. We're not in Korea, that's right. <laughs> if the band put up the money, but by God, they did throw a lot of money oh, yeah. at this music video. Yeah, the record label would have been... Uh, would have been responsible for that. And it wouldn't surprise me that, like, hey, you know, maybe Subaru is trying to get more inroads into South Korea. So they're like, hey, look, look, look. Ultraman Neos, you remember this guy, right? Kinda, okay, if that would be the thing, you figure the band production would have thrown up some money, 
But Subaray would have also thrown some money just That's to possible. try to get the, this thing into South Korea so everybody will watch it. But man, it looks dolls. fantastic. Oh, it's ridiculous. And it is a power ballad because we're both sitting there going, okay, we're not teenage girls. It's not working it's not for there. us. Look, there's but plenty of power ballads that still work for me. <laughs> However, not this one. This is not yeah. a string. Okay, Aerosmith. Let's take Aerosmith, for example. There's a certain point in Aerosmith's career where they do a lot of stuff with string sections. Yes. That's about where I bail out. Because yeah. I'm just like, no, I no. I want the hard it's rock. Not, that's, I'm not asking for a lot. I just want the hard rock. You don't have to go all Dream on. Dream on's fine. Yeah, yeah but fine. when bombastic they, and there's when they when they went ballady, it it really did. Yeah. Sort of kill them. Like, all right, I don't want to miss a thing. I get it. Okay, stop. <laughs> and then there's the other three that sound exactly like that. Exactly. But it's sort of like when Brian Adams started playing prom rock. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Everything became all all, all soft focus. You're sitting there going, "Oh God, please!" Yeah, I could do but without anyway, it. I could do without it. That's um, just our old middle age. Yeah, yeah. We know what Aerosmith is supposed to sound like, and they're not supposed to sound like that. Damn, Skippy. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> but I also wanted to get into a little news that um, the uh, the uh, sure Toku that that's website Toku or not website the. Uh, the um, network is network. showing so much Ultraman lately. They're showing Ultraman 7X. Um, they are showing um, Ultraman Neos, okay. which is the Ultraman we saw in that previous music video. Right. His original series of 12 episodes. Um, Ultraman... What was the other one they were showing? Yeah, they've been showing a lot. They're also showing the Ultraman... Jonius cartoon subtitled. Oh, okay. all fifty-two episodes in subtitles. Subtitled. Okay. Hokey smokes. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. And as of the ninth, I didn't see this. Toku is now available for Amazon Prime members. Oh, and you have Amazon. Prime. I do. I there do. Um, oh. I'm gonna read this off the Sci-Fi Japan website because that's where I'm getting this news. I literally found this up as I looked at it. Um, Olympus Incorporated has announced that Toku, the only 24-7 live and on-demand television network dedicated to eye-catching anime, popular live-action titles, and cult classics from Asia, dubbed into English, is now available for Amazon Prime members on Amazon channels. Okay. There you go. Amazon Prime members can now sign up for a monthly subscription to watch Toku's exciting and highly entertaining content for just $3.99 per month after a seven-day free trial. So basically, five bucks a month because they're going to charge you taxes on the three ninety nine. So five bucks a month, probably. Yeah. The Toku subscription on Amazon channels allows our Prime members to stream and enjoy their favorite anime, live action movies, and cult classics on demand. Um, I don't know if you would think that all the Ultraman shows. Oh, in addition, Ultraman shows that have aired on the network. The lineup includes Ultraman Neos, Ultraman Nexus, Ultraman Max, Ultra 7X, and Ultraman Cosmos. Oh, there you go. With the anime series, The Ultraman Coming Soon will be available in the coming months. There you go. How do you like that? That's a lot of Ultraman. That is it. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's a good thing that... If we were 20, this would be less daunting. Yeah. <laughs> You're not 20. <laughs> like... When, the last that we're going to be recording this at some point where you're like, well, <laughs> I, 
These, I can't really buy all this stuff. These kids today, Pat's 87 years old and still <laughs> bitching about physics. Exactly. I don't understand. But yeah, it's uh, good stuff. It's good stuff. So there you have it. That's some more information for you that you didn't know. A lot of good stuff going on. Um, I think uh, I think that's going to about do it for today. So, all right, guys, just a reminder, uh, since we don't have to do our own announcements anymore, uh, we are available on Stitcher. That just happened. We are, right, we, so download the Stitcher app if you want to listen to radio or you already do listen to your radio on your phone. On Stitcher, you can look uh, for the Science Patrol. All the episodes are up there already. I checked. Ooh, yeah, we don't, we don't have to do anything. Okay. So that was that was nice and easy. So anywhere that Stitcher feeds to, now uh, we can feed to. Um, we are not on the other streaming services like Pandora or um, or any podcast on Pandora. Yes, popular podcast. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so. If you want to help the Science Patrol out, we're not even asking you for money yet. But <laughs> but just hook tell up the Stitcher and tell down. people yeah. um, subscribe. Subscribe. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a positive review on iTunes would be better. Yeah. Um, five stars, our favorite number. But the more you do that, the the more, the more subscribers we're going to have. Right. There are literally tens of you. So <laughs> crack them out, guys. Like. You know what you can do? Go tell your friends. Tell them on Twitter. Our, our, our handle is at Ultraman Podcast. You can tell them on Tumblr. Tell them on Instagram. Snapchat. Farful. I don't even know if that's a thing I probably made up, but it not. probably is by now. Um, <laughs> Snugenheim. Shoo! Yeah, I'm going to make stuff up now. I should be trademarking these. <laughs> um, and go to, you know, when you meet up with your friends who might be into this, tell them with your face hole. Just use that. Yeah, yeah. Um, let them know what you Spread the word to. around. Yeah. I, I've noticed we've been getting a lot, you know, a lot more faster listens. Oh, so okay. So people are subscribing and listening straight off. New episodes oh, out. very cool. They're banging it out, which is nice. We really appreciate yeah, that, guys. Yeah, we do. So uh, anything you can do to spread the word, we would appreciate it because we want to spread the word too. And uh, I think that's it. It's a little bit of a shorter episode today. Um, But uh, that's about it, guys. So Sally Ford Science Patrol. Take care, everybody. Hey, look what's going on out there. Oh, my. Music for this podcast was provided by Terminal Sunburn. Terminalsunburn.bandcamp.com. Contact the Science Patrol on Twitter at Ultraman Podcast. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. Search Science Patrol or Ultraman Podcast and we'll add you. The Science Patrol is available on iTunes at ultramanpodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Please make sure you subscribe and tell your friends. I'm Barbara Rossi. The Science Patrol is a Faces for Radio production.